Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Uh, before we head out to the Circuit Sports Guest Hotline, I uh, wanted to check in with Jihei. Uh, Jihei uh, Duke played last night. That was... Uh, Top of mind for you. Uh, how did the Duke Blue Devils do last night? Yeah, you know what? I mean, they obviously they were playing Hofstra last night. They crushed them. But um, I, and I told you this before we got on the air, Rush, I just, you know, really wanted to see how well they were going to do on the offensive end. They're still a young team, relatively. Um, there's one consistent senior on that um, starting five. The rest are. Um, the lower classmen, right? Even though they have, um, I think like two or three of them have uh, a year under their belt, which is a lot in the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, if we really want to get down to it, right? If we're not talking about a Hofstra or, you know, any of those, uh, any of the other teams that actually keep their kids uh, for at least four years. I mean, Connecticut is probably one of, UConn is probably one of the only ones that really has uh, more consistency as far as keeping their players uh, at, as of late. So, I mean, Duke is definitely still one of those one and done kind of schools right now. So it was it was very exciting to watch uh, Flip play uh, Kyle Filipowski. Um, right now, unfortunately, we have some injuries, but we're still doing extremely well trying to get a flow, a rhythm kind of going before you get into conference play. That's obviously, you know, what everybody kind of wants to do. I'm sure that's what USC wants to do, UCLA wants to do. Everybody, you know, in the major five, uh, they kind of get their rotations going. So that's kind of what they're doing and what I look at when I watch Duke play, I know that everybody's saying they're going like, why are you watching them play Hofstra? As you watch everything. So <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, I do. Yeah. I, you know what? They're, they're my team, man. They're my ride or die. So yeah. they, they're the one that I will never, ever, I will always keep watching. Like I've stopped watching giant football, which sounds pathetic, <laughs> but um, I'm not even a really huge fan of, I'm not saying that he's not good. And I'm glad that we have, yeah, I'm glad we have three consistent wins yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, DeVito, you know, um, DeVito. Hey. I'm a, I'm a, I love Cutlets, too. You know, they go on everything. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, I, I love the agent, you know, cuddling up with the family oh, um, so on the great. side, dress, dressing up, you know, like, like a, a real Italian shit, I guess. But I just, you know, I think because I've been so disappointed in the last, like, four seasons or maybe even the past decade, really, with the Giants, that I'm just – I'm good. It's college basketball time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no more. I'm done talking about the G-Men. So listen, I, they, I, I yeah. G, like I want to be excited about USC hoops, but I'm really disappointed that they're what are they like six and five right now and losing the Long Beach State and things like that. I mean, I, I, I know it's early, but uh, man, they had never had more of a spotlight on them for Bronny James's debut. Sold out on a Sunday, one p.m., uh, which is crazy during the football season, and then for them to like lay an egg against Long Beach State. 
Um, but anyways, you know. Okay, listen, let's let's uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's head out to the Circus Sports guest hotline and joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? Doing well, everybody. Doing well. Uh... It was crazy that you know, uh, and it, it's still the uh, big day for hoops. But you know, of course, football had to kind of wiggle their way in there. So obviously, it's a big day for uh, football and basketball. A great sports day on the calendar, Christmas Day. Um, all right, Grant, a lot to get into with you. Uh, the Dodgers, of course, when we found out about the uh, Shohei Otani contract, the fact that it's seven hundred million, yes. But 680, it's still crazy to say that, 680 million of that is deferred. That means he uh, wants to play with the best players in the world, and that includes Yamamoto. And Yamamoto, we found out, confirmed not only through uh, sources, but fans who are maybe at the team store today. By the way, what a great one-two punch. If you were at the top of the park Dodgers team store, uh, trying to nab a Shohei Otani jersey, the Dodgers were wooing Yamamoto and had a picture of him in a Dodgers uniform as well. So uh, just uh, if you can, for the fans out there, uh, who is he and what would it mean if the Dodgers were to sign him? Yeah, so there's a there's a good reason why Yoshinobu Yamamoto is one of the most coveted free agents right now and probably the top free agent pitcher. I mean, he throws upwards of 102 miles an hour. He's wow. the the reigning three-time, I guess, Cy Young equivalent award winner uh, reigning in Japan. Um, he already won an MVP over there in Japan. So it's very unprecedented, Arash, just because usually you have Asian pitchers that come over here and they are in the later stages of their career, like Masahiro Tanaka, like Daisuke Matsuzaka that we've seen in the past. This is a young prospect that's coming over in the peak of his power. And that's why so many teams want his services. And look, we saw it in the World Baseball Classic. Yamamoto is an electric player. Not just that, but he can give you six, seven, eight, even nine innings like he's that type of arm now i don't think mlb clubs are going to let him go that long just because they want to prolong his longevity and all that but yamamoto is in the middle of his 20s that's usually what you don't see from a japanese pitcher um and that's why teams are lining up to give him longer deals is because he is that type of arm he has wipeout stuff his fastball is electric um he could be the ace for any of these teams that are after him. Now, uh, by all accounts, it looks like the Yankees, the Mets, and the Dodgers, and probably the Cubs and Giants are, are the teams that are in on him. But, you know, I, I just don't know where the Dodgers fit in right now. There's kind of a lot of... There's a lot of uncertainty about who's the favorite in this whole thing. I know we've heard that he's meeting with teams, and he met with teams yesterday, like you mentioned, uh, at Dodger Stadium, and he, you know, he met with teams in Los Angeles. That's a big thing that he's meeting teams in LA. That means he's yeah. already here. He, I think we already, I think we already saw him at a Laker game. I think a couple weeks ago. So um, I don't know if that's the Dodgers doing that. I don't know if that's his agent doing that. But he's doing yeah. a lot of his touring and meetings in Los Angeles. So that's that's a pretty good thing for Dodger fans. Not just that, but like you mentioned earlier the, the Shohei Otani contract opens up so many avenues for the Dodgers to go after a guy like him and that that was you know for me I thought they could at the beginning of the the free agency but now it's looking more and more likely like that's the path that they want to take and for a guy that just signed for 700 million dollars and I know a lot of it's deferred you would probably never you know think that you're going to get Yamamoto at 200 250 300 million <laughs> contract but here we are the Dodgers are fully into it and Honestly, Arash, I think even after they try to get Yamamoto, they're going to try to get even more after that. So <laughs> an insane offseason for the Dodgers. I, I don't really understand how they're going to do it, but they're going to do it. And Shohei Otani was at the forefront of that with his deferments. 
So uh, a unique story um, kind of came out about the deferments, and we'll see how this all plays out, of course. But one of the things that we read was that if the contract is deferred, and again, so, uh, you know, again, he's getting paid $2 million per year for the next 10 years. So the duration of the contract while he's with the team is a 10-year, $20 million contract, as crazy as that sounds. So the next 10 years is 680 million of it. What is the number one thing people say when they, uh, you know, sign with a California team and not with a, for example, Texas taxes. team or a Florida team? Taxes. Uh, one of the reports that I read was that if he starts making that the majority of his money, 680 million dollars, and he's living in, for example, like either Japan, and I don't know how that works with the taxes, or let's just say he sets up shop in Las Vegas. Or Florida, or Texas, or somewhere else that, uh, yeah, a, a lot less taxes. So wow. that's one of the thought processes there. Obviously, listen, he's not want for uh, anything in terms of sponsorships and endorsements and everything he's going to make uh, along those lines. So, I mean, smart contract. Grant, do you believe that the league has to do, again, they don't have a salary cap. We get that, but... Uh, this contract is very unique, and this reminds me back in uh, the day, like in 95, when the NFL first had a salary cap and Carmen Policy was handled, was hired by the San Francisco 49ers, and essentially found every loophole and circ- circ- circumvented the cap, and they already had one of the best teams in the league, you know, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, whatnot. And that uh, first year of the cap, they went out and they signed Deion Sanders and Gary Plummer and Richard mm-hmm. Dent, and you go down the list. Uh, does the league have to do something here? Uh, I, I don't think immediately, just because this was just implemented in the CBA that was just made up a few years ago, right? Like, this is something that the players and the owners agreed upon in this CBA. This yeah. is something that the league came together with everyone involved and said, this is fine. And what the CBA allows is that you can defer any amount of contract. And right. like Shohei Otani's, it's $700 million. Now, whether that, you know, people take advantage of that in years in, in, in the future, I'm not really sure. If, if we start to see it to where a lot of players start to take advantage of this and maybe everyone's on a two to five million dollar yeah, contract, right. maybe we'll see some movement. But for now, it's just cap gymnastics for, for Shohei Otani and the Dodgers and his agency and whoever's involved with his representatives. I mean, it, I'm surprised nobody figured this out, you know, sooner, but it just goes to show like what, how much thought Shohei Otani put in into this contract. And, you know, there were reports that came out yesterday that, and I, I know, I think Farhan Zaidi, the Giants GM said this is that the same contract was given to them as well. So it wasn't just something that the Dodgers got. This is something that every team that came to the table with Shohei Otani got the same deal that the Dodgers got with deferment. So people saying that the Dodgers, oh, it was only because it was the Dodgers that he got this deal or the Dodgers cheated the system. No, Shohei Otani and his representatives went to each team, whether that be the Blue Jays, whether that be the Giants, whether that be whoever he met with and gave them the same contract that he signed with the Dodgers. So I don't know if the total amount was the same. I don't think we've heard that yet, but I do know that the type of contract is the same. So if you have players in the future, which like I said in, in shows passes, I don't know if superstars are willing to do this. Maybe this is just a Shohei Otani thing and his graciousness and what he's about. Yeah. I don't think any other stars are going to do this because I haven't seen anything like this ever. Maybe this pushes other players to do it. I highly doubt it because a lot of players are about their money across all sports. Um, so 
the league's not going to do anything about it now. They're going to probably have to wait for a new CBA to be ratified to even alter it or do so. Listen, at the end of the day, if he's if he's going to be the Shohei Otani that, that we've seen, he's going to get massive endorsements. And again, no knock on the Angels, but we know like they're not the Dodgers. It's it, it is not even the Mets. I mean, because it's just different. Like no yes. one cares about what the Angels do, unfortunately. Right. And so now Shohei's going to be, you know, it's going to be Showtime. He's going to be. Uh, you know, the top story on Sports Center. We're going to see him on billboards and everything like that. So, um, it, it's a smart move for him because if yeah. they, if the Dodgers go on a Yankees like run of, you know, two, three World Series in a row and Shohei's the guy and Shohei's the reason, bro, like you don't have to worry about anything. And like, oh, by the way, when you're done with this 10 year run, you're, you're, you're going to be making essentially $70 million oh, per man. year, right? So, Yeah, uh, and, and, and I agree with you in the sense that I, I think that just shows you what type of player is that he just wants to win baseball games. And like, yeah. If it was about the money, he would have just signed back with the Angels because he's got the convertibility. He's got the same organization. He knows people within the organization. He's closer to Anaheim with his Newport Beach home. So if he was all about the money, obviously he just signed back with the Angels. This just shows me that he wants to win not just one title, but multiple championships. And to go to a big market is the right move. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you, Grant. I mean, he, this is the right move. If he wants to win for today, um, he wants to win now. He wants to win in, even in the future. The Dodgers are where it's at, right? Because they have that culture. They have that environment for him to thrive in. I want to play devil's advocate. My boyfriend hates when I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> what happens if he doesn't win multiple titles? Let's just say in five years' time. No. He has 10 years to do multiple titles. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, two, three is great. Right. If if he can win that, if he can accomplish that, what if he doesn't win multiple in five years time, which is the expectation? I I think if you don't, I mean, listen, I think it's it's comparative to what the Lakers have to where, you know, if you don't win a title in this time frame, like the Lakers won that 2020 championship. Right. And fans were on them even the year after the year after that. I mean, they just won a title. They fired Frank Vogel. Two years after, or whatever it was, three years after he won a championship for the organization, it was and two. That, it was yeah, it was two years, yeah, yeah. right? So, so I, I think that these top organizations, GA, they really count on winning almost every year. And I know it's not possible to win a title every year. You know, the unique thing about the uh, Tom, uh, and I forgot if this was the Tom Verducci article or, or someone else, but apparently it's, it's written in this contract that. Listen, this is why I'm doing this, Dodgers. I, I am deferring uh, $68 million of my $70 million per year salary. So you will use that money mm. to go out and sign big players. And I, I think that's why, uh, according to reports, you know, uh, Shohei Otani is going to be part of uh, the meeting, perhaps to close the Yamamoto deal. I, I think he, he will be – and again, th- this happens with many franchise players. But perhaps <clears throat> more so than most – I think Shohei is going to be a part of these meetings and saying, hey, yeah. wh- wh- what do you want to do with your $68 million deferred? Because right. we're using it, but we're using it to get like player like X, Y, and Z. Do you like that, uh, Grant? Do you like the fact that, and by the way, he's he's a brilliant baseball player, probably, probably the smartest player in the league when you look at what he has to do on the mound and on uh, the plate. But do you like that? Yeah, of course I do. I think anytime, I mean, look, it, it just speaks volumes to the kind of character that he is. 
and the kind of character that he has that he hasn't even played one game or haven't he hasn't even stepped foot on a baseball field yet and he's trying to improve the Dodgers organization yeah. right like that is something unprecedented that maybe you'll see after a guy spends a year with the team he'll say oh I'm going to take money off my contract so you can spend it on other players Shohei Otani did it he hasn't even put on the Dodger uniform in a press conference yet all we've seen is social media stuff and he cares about winning that much that just to me shows how much of not just how much of a team player he is but that's going to speak volume. you know what I've already seen players Players like Walker Bueller on on X say that you know doing this deferred money is gangster. That's what he said. It's gangster. <laughs> so and Max Muncy went on pods and he's been saying like this is un- unreal that he did this for us. So he's already has he already has that in the clubhouse. Not to boot, you know, to boot. He's one of the best players that we've ever seen. So. I love that he's being this involved with the organization because the Dodgers haven't really had... I mean, look, you can say what you want about Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Those guys are excellent stars. They're very cordial. They're excellent with the media. But I think the Dodgers needed a guy like Otani that's just going to set things straight. Like you said in that World Baseball Classic, he went up to his teammates. He said, I don't care who's on the other side of the field. You have guys like Mike Trout and and Goldschmidt. We want to win a World Baseball Classic title. And that's what he told his Japanese teammates in in that World Baseball class before the final and what did they do they went out and won and he was the one that closed it so the Dodgers needed a like enforcer a guy that doesn't care about anything else but winning baseball games and you know him taking all this money off is just exhibit a I mean that that just goes to show like if he's gonna sit in with free agents before he even puts on a jersey for his press conference that speaks volumes not just for the organization but the clubhouse yeah, I would just like to say that is Tom Brady esque. Yes, that is Tom <laughs> Brady esque because Tom Brady deferred and said, "Nope, I want a no line. Nope, give yeah. me weapons. Nope, I want you need more money for the defense. Absolutely, I'll sign for less." That is Tom Brady esque, right. and as a Giants fan, I can say that because we beat him twice. So, um, <laughs> just very, very Tom Brady like that. Shohei Otani is doing something like that, and it it might be even more on another next level. Because he, like Grant has said, and like we've all seen or haven't seen, he's not even in the Dodger jersey yet. Yeah, he's yeah. not even in, hasn't even stepped into Chavez Ravine yet. So very Tom Brady-esque of, of Shohei Otani. I can't yes. wait to see um, what else he does for the Dodgers. I mean, it's so smart because, again, you know, Tom Brady doing that for a number of years. And the, the, the majority of his career, I don't think he was the highest paid player on the Patriots. Um, and it was like, listen, at the end of the day, if I win seven Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, or whatever... Um, that the, that's my legacy, and because mm-hmm. of that yeah. legacy, again, he you know he can do whatever he wants when he's done playing. He's got that big Fox deal coming up. Um, you know, when, when you're a winner of that degree, if you're Joe Montana, if you're Tom Brady, if you're Michael Jordan, if you you go down the list, like that's what Shohei wants to be. And so Shohei's goal is not to be like Alex Rodriguez, and I don't want to like knock Alex because at that point in his life. You know, and I, and I still remember this to this day. I mean, this was like 23 years ago or whatnot when he signed, you know, signed for $250 million, you know, half a billion dollars. I mean, so, yeah, a quarter of a billion dollars. And it was so unheard of at that time. And at the end of the day, he went to a Texas team that didn't do anything. And so he kind of, um, you know, had to go to a, a successful team to win. But Shohei sees that now. Shohei sees that, listen, at the end of the day, I know that I want to be a part of a World Series uh, championship team. So uh, kudos to him. I mean, great. Well, what, what, what would at this point, as you're trying to ra- round out the offseason, I mean, what, uh, 
who are maybe a couple of guys that you would love to see them sign? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously you want to get Yamamoto. Yamamoto is the number one piece. But outside of that, you could go after a guy like Tyler Glasnow in the trade market. The Angels are heavy on him too. But it looks like the Dodgers, if they get Yamamoto, and even if they don't, they're going to look at you know some of the guys in the trade market, whether that be Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, Tyler Glasnow. Um, and, you know, the Dodgers still need a left field bat. I think they still are lacking a power bat. And, you know, with that being said, I mean, I think they can go after a guy like Tyler Glasnow and a guy like Randy Rosarena. They could get a tandem package. So the Dodgers are still going to be very active. I mean, that's what this deal kind of opens up is that, you know, usually if this deal was just 70 million a year, you'd say, okay, the Dodgers are done for the offseason. Good job. You got an A plus. Now it could be an A plus 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 because you can get Yamamoto and you can get C's or you could get Yamamoto and you could get Tyler Glasnow and a Ro- Randy Rosarena. So the Dodgers are in this spot where they can just make so many different moves and people will say it's a super team. People will say it's this and that, but everyone clowns the Dodgers when they lose. So they're trying not to do that. And I applaud <laughs> that very much so. I love it. Grant, uh, you're the best. Uh, we're, we're going to stick with this topic. We're going to stick with Shohei. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more about the NBA in season tournament. And I bring that up because the Lakers lost last night and it kind of brings up the whole, like, I, I, you know, having the champagne celebration in the locker room <laughs> and I'm hopping on a flight to play the, the Mavericks is a little weird. So we'll talk about that when we come back right here on the Marty or 1090s for the California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Welcome back to the Rush Cosby Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's head back out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline and rejoining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Grant Mona. Grant, so the Dodgers tweeted out something last night, and I am not um, – listen, I obviously follow the Dodgers account. I, I kind of follow some fan accounts as well, but I did not know the significance of the Andrew Friedman picture that I took at the winter meetings back in 2018 in Las Vegas where Andrew Friedman is sitting in his hotel room wearing a, a robe. And this has become – explain to me because the Do- – the Dodgers tweeted it without any really they, – they basically just put it out there, and the fans loved it, of course. Uh, what is what is the, the significance of that? Yeah, I had no idea you were behind one of the most famous meme pictures of Andrew Friedman that we have as Dodger fans. Uh, yeah, so 
So that picture, basically, for the people listening, it's just a picture of Andrew Friedman in a robe looking like he just did something mischievous. <laughs> uh, people are using it now that we got Shohei Otani, and now that everyone, uh, you know, every free agent signing, I feel like I've seen that since, what was it, 2018 that you took 2018, that 2018, yeah. I feel like every year when the Dodgers sign somebody or even get somebody via trade, we see that picture recirculate. And just on X, I go over there and I see you quote tweeting <laughs> a tweet that you made of him in that picture. What we got like that was excellent photography, by the way, because you got the Thank perfect you. pose, yeah. the perfect quality on the right angle of him. So what happened there? Well, so this was the uh, Bryce Harper offseason, and mm. I think a lot of people were kind of curious what the Dodgers would do on that front. I mean, obviously they were involved, but that didn't end up happening. But um, it was one of those things. The winter meetings is very interesting where you, you try to get GMs and um, folks whenever you can. So the Dodgers made it be known that, listen, um, Andrew Friedman's going to talk in again. I don't, I forget if it, if it was his room or just a room that they had reserved for this, but anyway, so, you know, you know, room uh, 625 at uh, 6 PM. And so we went there. Friedman was in the room and then uh, I think he was I, he was just joking, really. You know, he he went to the closet, grabbed the grabbed the robe, put it on, smiled, and I I think I think he just put it on for like just kind of like like a joke, and then took it back off, or maybe he kept <laughs> it on during the duration of the conversation. But you know, the great thing that um, that I thought about it was like he was just having fun, and I. Again, I, the majority of the reporters there were like gold school scribes. And I, when I say that, like, they had their recorder, they had their notepad and pen, but like, no one was taking a picture of that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I gotta, I gotta take a picture of this. This is yeah. amazing. So I'm glad that it lives on because, oh. uh, I, I, when I saw that and a couple of friends tweeted me, like, cause they remember me taking that picture. They're like, mm-hmm. like, didn't you take this? And so <laughs> that's great. That was, that was, that was very cool. Um, all right, switching gears, let's uh, touch on the NBA in-season tournament. Not so much about, you know, how well it did. I think it was a great uh, move by the league to kind of try to make games prior to Christmas more significant. But here's the issue that I have with it. You know, when 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 people want to compare it to what they have in soccer, the um, FA Cup, for example, in London, England, or just in the country of England, um, there's a few differences that I have. And I think just from a name standpoint and a d- domestic tournament cup standpoint, I've heard that comparison. Here's the difference. And these are things that the NBA tournament or cup can never be, unfortunately. Number one, the FA Cup in England is 153 years old. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if someone would create that now, uh, but it, you know, the, the history of it makes it a very unique domestic tournament. The reason it's unique is that there's so many soccer clubs, football clubs in England, and they all can play in this uh, tournament. Now, listen, at the end of the day, the two teams that meet each other in the championship are from the Premier League, but over 700 clubs are in this cup. And so that makes it cool that, like, you are in the same tournament as Manchester United, like this club in some small podunk town with, like, you know, playing in a 2000 seed venue. You know, they, they, they have a chance to go up against um, Arsenal and Chelsea and whatnot. So those are two things. The other thing is that cup goes from November to June. I mean, it's basically the duration of the season. It just, it, it just, you know, at the end of the day, the team that wins, much like the NBA tournament, 
plays about six to seven games, but it, it just stretches out a lot longer. And here's the most significant thing, and this is a really big one, and the NBA can't do this. Um, the FA Cup is the last game of the domestic schedule. So, like, even after the um, English Premier League is done, and again, their champion is crowned with who has the most points slash wins, but points, again, you get, you know, points for tying. So whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins. There's no playoff. And after that season is done with, they play the championship game of the Cup. And the significance there is, like, it's easier to celebrate a championship when you don't have another game. Like, like this is the end. Like, this is our last game of the mm-hmm. season. If we win this... We're celebrating, pop the champagne, let's have a parade. It's a big deal. The NBA in-season tournament, the biggest issue that I have with it is that it takes place 23 games into the regular season of the NBA, and much like the Lakers last night, 23 games into the season, they got a board of flight to Dallas to play the Mavericks. And it's like, basically, you, you got 60 more games of the regular season, and so... To be honest, guys, I don't know, you know, they're calling it a banner, but then they're prefacing by saying it's a different shape, size, and color. (laughs) So Grant had a great point, and we don't know what it's going to look like, but is it a small purple triangle? Like, like, I don't... don't, So uh, the issue that I have with it is I get what the league is doing. I would like to just enjoy it for what it is. I don't get them trying to make it a big deal. I think giving them a trophy is fine. Listen, if at the end of the day or at the, the, the end of the tournament, you want to give them this cup or this tournament, but like everyone gets a medal, they're mm-hmm. on this podium, there's confetti, there's champagne, there's goggles, there's this, there's that, and it's like, bro, like we got 60 more games of this. <laughs> so, uh, Grant, that's a long-winded way of saying, what's your thoughts? Because again, the number one thing that I keep hearing is, they did they have this in soccer? I'm like, Technically, but it, there's a, there's a lot of things that are different about this than what I've watched historically over the years with respect to soccer. Yeah, well, like you said, in soccer, I think it just means so much more. I think it's yeah. kind of like their NBA Finals. Like that's how yeah. they celebrate it, and that's the kind of break that they get after it. In the NBA, like you mentioned, you get wh- how many days did the Lakers get off? Two before yeah, right? three. Three, they got Sunday and Monday off. Sunday, basically, Monday, fully. and then listen, yeah. I, yeah, and probably even less than that because you know, so uh, you know, championship game Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron is at USC to watch Bronny play right. Sunday, and then obviously you, you got to fly out the night before. So on Monday they're on a flight to Dallas, and on Tuesday, right, they played that game. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah. It, 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 there was no break there. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, Brandon and I were, were talking about this. Like, what if you just give them the week off, like the, the two teams that were in the final, or the, even just the Lakers, the week off, and you make up those games at a later. I mean, I know it will probably get the schedule, will probably get a little bit jumbled, but yeah. you can't have, if you're going to make this, here's the thing about it. And you're right, Arash. If you're going to make this a serious thing where you're putting up banners and you're getting medals and you're, you know, you want to put up as many banners as you want for the Sins tournament you want to do all you can to make this a thing 
then you got to give the players the incentive of when you win, you get a little bit more time off than just two games, yeah. and then you're right back on a plane to Dallas. Either that, or you have a lengthy homestand after that. I mean, for them to go all the way to Dallas, I mean, I know it's not too far, but That's to get on a plane and travel as a team to Dallas to play a primetime game against a good team at that, yeah. uh, it's kind of it's kind of you know disrespectful. And look, like I've mentioned in a lot of shows in the past, this is a ongoing process. This is something that's going to evolve and going to change. So if the league is actually serious about making the players want to do this and want to win that championship and want to get a banner up in the rafters for their team, then you have to have the incentives, not just for the money, but for after as well. Because a lot of players are going to say, look, I mean, what, we get two days off anyways. Who cares if we win? Like, we're still going to have to go on the road and play Detroit in Detroit in the cold in December anyways. So what's the point of me trying? So you're going to have to give them some type of incentive rest-wise as well. Because if guys are going to give their all for this tournament and you want them to give their all for this portion of games in the beginning of the season, which is what they are trying to do, that's the main thing now, it seems like they're trying to... I don't know if they forced the Lakers to put up that banner. It kind of (laughs) seems... Because all the talk about the the Lakers was that, no, we're not going to put it up. It's just going to be a championship. But then all of a sudden it's like, hey, hey, they're raising one. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know if the league had any input into that but it's just a little bit you know if you're going to make it serious then give the players the incentive of some time off because they dedicated their bodies during that duration of the tournament so give them a little bit of time off after like it was a real championship yeah and and i haven't tweeted about this and so you guys are getting an exclusive here um so i did a poor job of wording my question when I talked to this team executive. I said, if you guys win this in-season tournament, will you hang a banner like you do when you win a world championship? It was too convoluted at the end. It should have been more if you guys win, will you hang a banner? Because their thought process, and again, it's, it's important to note that this was before they, they actually won. So before they won, they were like, uh, we don't have any plans to do so at mm-hmm. this time. And again, that's an, another, another big caveat. Like, like as you're like asking me this question right now, uh, no, we have no plans. I mean, we've been a franchise here in Los Angeles since 1960, and we've only done one thing and one thing only, which is only uh, hang banners for winning a, a world championship. So, uh, no. And then when you find out what it is, like, they're not wrong in saying that they – they're not hanging a banner as if they won a world championship. And, and great, I'm, I'm so uh, fascinated to look uh, to see what this looks like because it will clearly be smaller. Mm-hmm. It will clearly have a different shape and it will clearly just look different. And I don't know what that means. I mean, they're putting themselves in a situation that no matter what they do, they're going to get clowned because like if they put up a proper size banner, they're going to get clowned. And even if they put up a, a little tiny banner, it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. I did hear that the league had, again, the league can't technically mandate this. I did hear that the league, um, like, basically effectively said, hey, like, be a good partner. You know, can you, right. can you, can right. you, like, if you guys put up a banner or if you guys put up something, like, every other team has to. So, like, in effect, you guys are the perfect team to win because, Shoot, if the Lakers, for the first time in their franchise history, hang a banner that's not a world championship banner, who's going to not hang one up? So uh, it was a request, from what I understand, that was made, and it was a request that they had no problem uh, doing as long as they figured out the right way to do it. In their minds, they they have figured that out. Um, 
but you, you uh, kind of like me, kind of felt strongly about it. I, now, as we get closer to Monday, December 18th, banner night, baby, December 18th. <laughs> um, what do you think, Jihei? I mean, I think I'm with you on this one, Arash. It's, I, I said this before, I'll say it again, you know, l- leave it in the facility in El Segundo. Yeah. It'll be a nice little touristy thing for somebody to go and see and be like, if they do tours and stuff, go and see that banner if you really, truly want to. Um, I do like the concept of, you know, if they put 2023, if you win it next year, 2024, et cetera, and yeah. just add to it. I like that. That's, that's kitschy. That's cute. I just, you're the Lakers, you yeah. know, I'm not going to change my opinion on this. You're the Lakers. You, you should be, your organization has shriven for the best ever since Dr. Buck took you over, you know, yeah. in, in what, 79. So you, you are an organization that wins championships, world champion, well, quote unquote, world championships, because yeah. we're the USA and we're, you know, egotistical like that. We think we're the world. So, um, I mean, did, did we not watch the finals and watch Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray? I think the best of the best play here, but to your point, you are, no, no, you are absolutely, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's, so I'm not even going to get into that debate of no, the I world, versus, you know, the NBA. I'm not even gonna, like, that's just, that's a whole, my, other, my favorite, can devote a show to that. My favorite and Grant and Jihi, you know, this, cause I think, yeah, yes, I, I know Grant's got a sofa. I know Jihi, you have as well. I'm fairly certain. Doesn't the Rams say world champions yeah, as well? That's, that, that, no, so that's my favorite because, like, uh, you know, who else in the world is playing American <laughs> right. football? But right. um, listen, I, 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 what I would have rather have seen, and they're not going to do this because, again, from what I understand, this was a league re- request specifically for this tournament. Is that if you're going to do the in-season tournament, it is a major accomplishment. And Grant and G, you know this because I don't want to knock you, you know, but the Clippers haven't won a Western Conference title. Like, if the Clippers ever got to the NBA Finals, you're damn right. They, they, they deserve, they should hang a Western Conference banner. And again, I'm not saying that the Lakers shouldn't, but I'd rather see a purple triangle. And I'm going to go back to that, Grant, because like, I love that. Because it's like, what is it? It's, so, yeah. it's not a yellow uh, rectangle. So what is it? But um, listen, I'd rather see one for every Western Conference uh, championship that they've won. Because it's a very proud franchise that's won a lot. And if I were to rank the championships, and I'll do it right now, the NBA championship <laughs> goes without saying. Of course, that is the that is the gold standard. That is the pinnacle. That is the Larry O'Brien trophy. Mm-hmm. As Grant knows, when Steve Ballmer uh, bought the uh, Clippers, <laughs> he was chanting Larry, and everyone's like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> the Larry O'Brien trophy. Okay, that's number one. The conference is the next. I mean, I mean, that is the next tier pinnacle is to win your conference, get a berth, punch your ticket to the finals, and be four wins away. And if you get to game seven or what now, one win away. And so uh, that's next. People want to knock the division, depending on where you were. Like, for example, the Clippers and their practice facility do hang up like, two division banners, and they should. Why? Because that means in that particular season, they were better than the Lakers, they were better than the Warriors, they were better yeah. than Portland, they were better than every team in that division over and an 82-game schedule. So for me, the, the NBA title, obviously, the conference title, obviously, and then the, the division. Then after that, we can put this newly created uh, mid-season tournament because at the end of the day, what does it mean? It means that from November uh, you know, 9th to, to December 9th, over one month, you had seven wins. That's like, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, really, that's what it truly is. And so, 
Uh, I would have pro- prior to that obviously put like a summer league title over that. <laughs> um, but great. I mean, your thoughts I on, mean, yeah, Gia, you got just, Gia. I want to interject really quick. If we're going to do, you know, seven in a row, 14 in a row, then there are a lot of, of other teams that deserve a quote unquote banner. Of course. If we really want to talk about, you know, uh, Golden State going, God only knows how many in a row. They 100%. deserve a banner. Then. The Bulls deserve a banner for X amount of years for, you know, going for that long. I don't think that that's something, and that this sounds so mean, but like it is what it is, guys. I don't think anybody should be getting a banner for going seven in a row. No, I, I, just, I just don't. I and to be honest, I, like, it's not even seven in a row within the context of the schedule or season. Yeah. For uh, Grant, I forget. I think it was every like Tuesday or Friday or something. Yeah, Tuesday, like, Friday. So, Tuesday, Friday. So mm-hmm. it's like on this particular night when we put this cra- crazy court down and we de- designate this as a tournament game. And by the way, my, my favorite was Bose Highland saying, <laughs> I don't understand this and I don't know like what's happening. Like he just <laughs> thought it was like a regular game. Like he he didn't. And to be honest, Bose is just very like honest and truthful. I think yeah. a, there was a lot. Again, it was year one. Um, and it's November or December. Like the, these guys are like, what's happening tonight? Like tournament, knockout, group route. Like they're like, we're just going to play. And I think the, yeah. Lakers, the LeBron was, were like, Hey guys, we're playing tonight. Like we're winning right. this. And I like the carrot that they kind of put in front of like the majority of the guys. Listen, at the end of the day, if you're D'Angelo, uh, which I thought was hilarious and you that want your, your two summer vacations paid because you're going to get a half a million dollars or whatever. There's no one who doesn't like money. So, like, even if you're LeBron right. James, you're like a half a million dollars. Right. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how they, um, you know, change this. I think the number one thing that I would love to see is you don't have to get so crazy with the court. Like, I think the cup looks kind of cool. Um, and I've always liked the simplicity of the trophy at center court during the finals. And, and the commissioner, by, by the way, said that could come back. Oh, man. <laughs> don't have to get crazy like if mm-hmm. the clippers are in the finals for example like that's all grant has ever dreamt about or maybe right. as well that beautiful <laughs> larry o'brien trophy at center court with the clippers logo like oh man that's like, it for me right i mean like, grant would <laughs> yeah. just go to center court and lay down there <laughs> exactly and, uh, this so, I, look i could be banned from crypto.com arena for the rest of my life because i'm going to the into a dome anyways so yeah. i'm going to take my picture <laughs> with that finals trophy but you're right i mean there's no reason why it shouldn't be it should just be it should just be the finals trophy with the logo. Yeah. It's so nostalgic. You saw Kobe play on that. All these greats. Yeah. Kevin Garnett, back in the day, Magic Johnson, you saw all these greats play on that court. So I think the league sometimes overdoes it, but sometimes yeah. they do get it right. So I guess we're just going to have to see. Yeah, I would love that. I, I Just the simplicity of that. I think the biggest thing, uh, guys, that happened was that the players bought in. And they've mm. been trying to do this with the All-Star game, like, how can we get these players to care about that game? How can we get them to care about the slam dunk contest? For whatever reason, they found that magic number, a half a million dollars per player. And <clears throat> because of that, listen, at least the Lakers, and uh, they weren't just the only team, but LeBron and AD and the Lakers, I mean, they treated those like playoff games. And yeah. to them. So Monday, the December 18th, banner night at Crypto. All right, guys, you guys are the best. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.